it's recording. This meeting is being recorded. By continuing to be in the meeting, I am consenting to being recorded. Great. How's that for a cold open? Incredible. <laughs> Wait, did I get an email? That was a rather it wasn't long me. Who sent me an email? Oh, it was iCloud telling me my storage is full. Nice. Hopefully it um it allows me to save this meeting. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Oh, your storage on your whole laptop is full? It's at iCloud. I don't really know what that okay. is. I don't know. I know, like, more. like, I have iCloud for, like, photos and stuff. Nice. But my, I feel like a laptop usually has a lot more storage. See, so I might be talking about, like, your photos and crap. I made the error years ago of basically I have two separate Apple ID accounts. I don't know. I have one that's my computer and one that's my phone. So it's like impossible anytime. Oh, you've told me about this. This is it's terrible. It's so bad. It's so terrible. But at least I don't get texts on my computer because I think that would distract me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're text. like the... Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? You're like the opposite of Grace and Ellen who share one Apple ID and then like everything overlaps somehow <laughs> and sometimes I FaceTime one and it goes to the other oh yeah i'm fine my friends they both show up as ellen that's so weird very confusing when i'm trying to so you're out. two people and they're one person it makes sense when you think about it if you think about it deeply it all okay tracks for an nice. yeah yeah no but um sometimes though for whatever reason like it's not connected at all but if i get a facetime on my phone there's like a couple people where if they facetime me and my computer screen is open but not on. like i'll be in bed at night that my computer <laughs> will be up and i'll get a facetime on my phone and it starts ringing off my computer and it scares the crap out of me because my computer volume like, it's so bad it's i really need to get this fixed but i've been told there's no way to fix this other than starting over on one of them so awesome i feel like you should consolidate your apple ids at some point if possible you know you're not wrong cameron you're not wrong <laughs> I've, I've been slowly stressing about this for like since I was like 14. It's been great. I think as Apple grows and creates more products that you use in everyday life, you're going to be like pushed to the margins of society as like in like like in in the real life dystopia. Those are going to be like the outcasts that yes. that they write about in the adult fiction books. It's like. Sure. The girl, the girls with two Apple IDs. I'm the new diver. They can't, they can't spend. They can't buy anything. They can't watch TV. It's a cursed half life, if you ask me. They have to live off the grid. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's pretty fine. Eventually, Apple's going to come up with a solution to this problem. So, honestly, probably. Probably. Um, today is a day that's been in planning since the conception of Quagon's Corner, which is. <laughs> Paige went on a gay space bender. It happened. Woo! Uh, happy Pride Month, everyone. Woo! Woo! It's the end of it now. Woo! <laughs> it's like eight days left. It's like, yeah, it's like a week left. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so to celebrate this, I went, I went down a hole <laughs> that I'm not proud of. That I'll probably never recover from again. So I hope figuratively no or just literally just all dug a hole. Every single one. Okay. Um, I hope no future employers listen to this. I hope no future partners listen to this. <laughs> it's embarrassing for me on so many levels. But um, I guess I'll life, just life partners or podcast partnerships. Um, all of it. Every single okay. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fair. Let's see. Okay, how do I share my screen? Mostly life partners. That would be really upsetting. But hey, as <laughs> when you're out there, hey, you know what you're getting into now. You don't want to dance to this at your wedding. <laughs> to Qui-Gon's <laughs> The fact that I feel like you and I just have so much just dirt on each other after a year of doing this alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the respective wedding ceremonies and after parties are just going to be so much 
so much content to just really leech off of for that. Because at the end of the day, our friendship's based off of content and trying to create it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, how do I share a screen? Reactions, breakout rooms. Share screen. Okay. It's the big green button in the middle. It says share screen. Who would have thought? Yes, that, that's correct. Okay. Can you see my screen? Yes, but all I see is pages gay. Oh, okay. Now it says pages gay. <laughs> I only saw the left half of it. And it was just like. <laughs> One sec. I'm trying to see how I can. Oh, shoot. How do I like expand this whole thing? Okay. Wait, I'm going to stop share. I'm going to move. How do I do this? 180 twist. <laughs> I never learned that dance and it always made me so mad. I think because all the cool girls in elementary school knew that the Hannah Montana hoedown throwdown. Pretty sure that the song is instructions, isn't it? Some may say. Like, <laughs> I guess they're kind of complicated. Like pop it, lock it. Poke it at it. Like I, can't, I couldn't tell you what that is actually instructing you to do physically, but it does yeah. seem like... <laughs> directions yeah it's all directions for something okay slideshow was that before or after you were like doing dance as like a true it was like in between because i was like dancing but also playing softball before i like really took it seriously i would say it was was page dancing in a time where the only reason i was dancing was because i liked my dance teacher too much and felt bad to tell her i wanted to quit that's funny We'll unpack it later, Nate. Uh, for okay. now, I present to you Paige's Gay Space Bender, a.k.a. the Space Force's Worst Nightmare. <laughs> Next, part one. Objectively, how gay is Star Wars? The scientific process. So to determine just how gay Star Wars is, our crack team of scientists, i.e. me, here at Qui-Gon's Corner, have developed a formula to determine a film's queerness. The science behind it would take far too long to explain. So for the purposes of this presentation, each film will receive a score on a scale of one to 10 with the equivalent of one being any movie with Vin Diesel in it (laughs) and being Call Me By Your Name. So you have a clear visual of what's going on. I love that for our listeners, she did put a picture of Vin Diesel at the left side of the scale and a picture of Call Me By Your Name on the right side. I'm nothing. so I can understand. Yeah, yeah. I will, honestly, though, there is a little bit of something in the Fast and Furious movies, but we're not going to get into that now. I'm talking like the pacifier, <laughs> like that movie. That's 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 the height of straight Vin Diesel. Okay. Okay. Original trilogy. Episode four, A New Hope. The first entry into the Star Wars universe takes clear inspiration from queer culture, from Princess Leia's entire character, just as, you know, a, a girl boss, a strong woman in a time in the 70s where it wasn't really a huge thing. Um, to the costume design and introducing Space Twink Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> uh, extra point for Big's Dark Lighter. So I did. I there was a point in time I was looking when I was researching. I thought maybe he was like um, his character design was based on Freddie Mercury, but this came out before Freddie Mercury grew his mustache. So I do think this was kind of based off of like that culture of like gay male fashion at the time. I don't know. That's just is Big Starklighter one of the pilot people? Yes, he was the one with the mustache. Okay. Yes. Once you said mustache, I like remembered him. Yeah, yeah. Very minor character, but who? Yeah, am he I? he does deserve an extra point. He does. To the, to the total. Yeah, yeah. Um, that movie gets a six out of ten because I do think there's just something a little fruity about all of it. Um, next <laughs> episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. Between a rumored filmed kiss between Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and the raw sexual energy of Billy D. Williams, yes. the film's queerness is only hindered by the Han and Leia kiss, which is a moment that is so beautiful and touching that it actually adds to the emotional experience of the film. So then I gave it an extra point. Just because it's so emotional. Okay. I don't know what it was. It just it made sense in the moment. Eight yeah. out of B- Billy D. Williams is um just just clearly like like you said lots of sexual energy brought to the table i think in in solo um i believe there's some robot some robosexual love happening and i think that that would be considered like somewhere on the spectrum you're not wrong that does come up later (laughs) okay (laughs) can't wait just wanted to make sure that that we noted it's been noted for the robosexuals uh, out there, which is a, 
a phrase from Futurama that is truly. Oh, I forgot about that. Was funny. That's a that's a good show. We'll unpack yeah. later day. It's all good. It's all good. Episode six. Uh, Luke's. I had to rewatch it just now, just like kind of get a feel for it. Um, Luke's backflip out of the Sarlacc pit and Leia taking off her helmet at the beginning are both objectively gay hot, but Bikini Leia and siblings that kiss are not gay hot. So five out of ten. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the, the helmet thing, but I was a fan of that. Next. Uh, not really. Wait, they kiss in episode six? Yeah, isn't that, but it's like after uh, she tells her that they're sip. Do, do they kiss like full or just like, I don't know. Oh, uh, I know that. Isn't there like full kiss like four? Yeah. Like New Hope, like they just met. So there's a cup. There's too many kisses for the fact that George knew they were siblings from the beginning yeah because five is when luke, well no Six, i don't know if, i don't know when luke knows but luke knows i just rewatched it luke finds out at the beginning of episode six i'm currently at the part okay. where he's telling leia but i think he tells her and then they kiss and then that's it i don't remember the post sibling establishment kiss but i haven't seen it in a while that's the one i didn't rewatch. so i haven't either so maybe i just mixed it up in my brain i don't know i kind of hope so (laughs) i hope so just add to the weirdness of this movie yeah so strange okay next the prequels episode one the phantom menace apart from some from some solid vibes from miss kira knightley and a certified girl boss darth maul this film introduces a romance between an older female politician and a literal slave child. Two out of ten. Um, Said, yeah, pod, the pod racing was very Vin Diesel. Yes, that I should have written that down too. <laughs> Which I do love that part, but it is very Vin Diesel movie. Very much Vin Diesel. Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kira Knightley just always plays a little. She always gives a little something, you know. I don't know what it is. And it's just the whole, like, oh, she's a servant. I don't know. Something about that made sense. Was, Ke- was Kira Knightley the one that, like, impersonates Padme for Padme? Okay. Yes. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know that was her because I, I know what she looks like, but she was wearing makeup, like, the whole time. And... Yes. Yes, one of her uh, earlier roles, I believe. Um, yeah. And Darth Maul, I mean, just a complete girl boss. <laughs> Superstar. I don't know. That was what I got from that experience. Next, yes. episode two, Attack of the Clones. In what is otherwise the straightest film ever made, Ewan McGregor is a shining star. Um, I don't know what it is. Ewan also always kind of plays gay in my eyes. So sue me. I don't okay. know what it is. You just kind Fair. of get a little bit of that. Three out of 10. It would have been a zero out of 10 if it weren't. Yeah, probably my least favorite film, but I don't really weigh the the gay straight scale that heavily in my review but there is like a an interesting alignment happening so far there is. <laughs> so although i think the i think the sequels will score higher and they aren't most of those aren't in my top movies but interesting nonetheless so far very much so next episode three revenge of the sith anakin high camp the black suit the flow Lava, fire, planet, all of the drama. There was just so much going on, and it was so good. Um, you and once again gave a strong performance. I gave this one a six out of ten. A lot of it was because of Anakin, just because of all of the yeah, drama. Yeah, that's a it's a good review. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he just really he's leaving. Well. He's leaving his fiance for an older man. <laughs> You're not wrong, Cameron. That <laughs> that tracks. Add that to the list of reasons why. That's the yeah the. The outfit is high fashion. High which, fashion. Yeah. Incredible. All right. Next we got the sequels. So episode seven, The Force Awakens. Um, Ray just has like a lesbian energy. It's hard to explain. It just like makes sense. She's really just only interested in like fixing like cars versus like the man who's clearly interested in her. So it just makes sense. Uh, the jacket that F- Poe gives to Finn should be given a GLAAD award, uh, which is the, I forgot what it stands for, but it's like a big organization for um, gays and lesbians in entertainment. Uh, I gave right. it a seven and a half out of ten. All right, that's yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, episode eight, The Last Jedi. I think this is the straightest movie in the whole franchise. I do. Finn and Poe are split up for the entire movie. Uh, lots of heterosexual foolishness throughout with the whole uh, the Ray Raylo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raylo. Um, the Rose thing too. I love her as a character, but she was definitely brought in as like a no homo. 
and like wasn't made a character in her own right like she i don't mm-hmm. know that's my whole thing uh laura dern is the only person bringing anything to the table two out of ten laura dern's like a share type of individual where she is who's that again uh holdo is that again the one who crashes the ship into another ship with the purple hair all right yes yes, yes. purple hair <laughs> yeah purple, there we go yeah, okay. we got there have you seen the have you seen the commercial those insurance commercials where it's like we can't prevent you from becoming your parents and he's like at the store and he's like don't say it he's like hair's blue yes. <laughs> that's how i felt just now where i was like oh the purple hair lady in that in the oh, silent moment of that whole film you're just you know see the, the theater's completely hushed and you just go purple hair, purple hair. <laughs> her hair's purple that's not the, that, she dyed it she must have dyed it i've never seen purple hair before she died a hero but she also dyed her hair so <laughs> what you gonna do all right uh yeah, next well said about last year thank you episode nine rise of skywalker um some great finn poe moments uh and the first same sex kiss in a star wars film however zori bliss is also a walking no homo Rose, I think they were trying to do something. They messed up a little bit. Zori Bliss, I do believe, was only put in there just to be like, just to kind of shut it down any fan post stuff, but it didn't work. Uh, we also witnessed one of the most controversial straight kisses in cinematic history. Seven out of 10. Mm-hmm. It's you. Maybe if you think about it, the, the controversial straight kiss might have done more for LGBT representation than the same sex kiss that was not controversial because people were like you <laughs> and then they were and then they were like <laughs> wow that lesbian kiss was a lot less upsetting <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if you if you went into that film like with a with a bigoted mindset <laughs> and you and you weren't a Raylo stan you could come out of that and be like you know what love is love and ray and kylo are not in love those two. <laughs> those two women those two gals I, so, yeah. so you know just putting that out there i think i think maybe that was a a wink from disney to just jj just knew what he was doing 200 yeah. iq play yes absolutely okay next we have everything you else. don't you don't have to advance gay rights you just have to pull back (laughs) yes it's all about fairness yeah yeah i yeah you're not wrong we gotta just make everyone hate straight people a little more (laughs) it's it's great um okay everything else but only the live action stuff it was a lot to get into the animated stuff okay yeah that's fair yeah a star wars story points added for the incredible dynamic between uh base malice here at imway Points deducted because there's literally just woman, one woman in it, and it came out in 2016. Yeah, but she had lines. She had many lines. <laughs> she has so many lines. It's like you either enough get- lines for two women. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you either in every movie nowadays. I feel like you either get they're like okay, you can have one woman that's like a big deal in the movie, or yeah. you can have multiple women. A bunch of they won't interact characters. with each other. They won't interact. That's the what's the like rule called or the Bechdel test called? Test. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have to talk to each other and not about a male character. Yes, this is true. I don't think there's any. There might be a Star Wars. I'm trying to think if Star Wars can pass the Bechdel test. Mm. I feel like there's a Leia and Ray. Yeah, it does. Leia and Ray. Yeah, I guess there is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that counts um but yeah there's only one woman in it and it just uh, didn't I, uh, whatever six out of ten next mm-hmm. solo a star wars story once again lando calrissian is responsible for the major- <laughs> for the majority of queer points here bonus points for droid liberation i'm willing yes. to add a- another bonus point for robosexual okay i think it that's good it deserves yeah. it next that's solid the mandalorian the season two finale gave me heart palpitations also, the helmet thing feels very much like an allegory for the queer experience. We'll unpack that in June 2022. Uh, nine out of ten. So the helmet, like, closet analogy? It has to. There's got to be some essay written about this. I'll find it. I'll write it. Who knows? Yeah. It's got to mean something. I mean, yeah, you can draw the, ana- the analogy. It makes sense. Yeah. It's Steve- hard to picture. I will admit it's hard to picture the writers being like, and then he puts on the helmet, <laughs> and it's like he's in the closet. 
but but like you can make a clear analogy to it i think hey if you can prove it that's all that matters um speaking of allegories and analogies for the queer experience i just watched the new disney movie luca the other day actually brought me a little bit to tears i i saw your was a snapchat story yeah i don't know my it was, I need to watch that. You should. It was re- it was really cute. It's not as heavy as most Pixar movies, but still, like it definitely was about that experience. And I don't know. It just it was real. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very well done movie. Nice. Everybody go watch Luca. It's good. It's got more representation than Star Wars. <laughs> Whenever I um, if I pause my TV and then leave it right now it's just normally it's just like some random roku ads right now disney just bought out all the ad space and it's just a luca like rolling ad like the whole for it was going for like hours i just kept like coming in out of the room and then seeing it just being like wow still luca still luca it's a very like pretty movie to watch like it's just like a nice yeah i've seen i've seen the trailer it looked like really cool animation it is cool it's not like the hyper realism pixar like they went for more of like a stylized thing and i think it like helped it didn't hinder it nice yes so um part two subtext colon the case studies so part (laughs) subsection a uh here at Imwe and Baze Malvis again those two guys from uh Rogue One a Star Wars story uh giving me very much old married couple it just that was kind of the vibes there it wasn't it was like the vibes of people who've been together for a very long time uh time out yeah my brother and mom are facetiming me <laughs> okay uh oh yeah part two subsection a we've been through this Woo! Uh, yeah, Chirrut Imway, Baze Malbus, very much old married couple. Um, the I'm the one with the force, the force is with me quote, it's used throughout the movie, but the way they like tie it into their, like what happens at the end when he dies is like very touching, I think. Um, and then it, overall, it was just a very sweet relationship. It held its, it was a very emotional movie and it held its ground, but it also made it a little more lighthearted. So I respect that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. Part two, subsection B. Every woman in the Mandalorian, aka the Mandalorian season two finale, was a great time to be Paige Smolin. Cara Dune. Um, problematic as Gina is, Cara Dune's hot. That's all I gotta say. End of there. sentence. Let's see. Fennec Shand. Same vibes. Ming Na Wen really brought the heat on this one. I love a good battle queen assassin but i don't know it's great it's great <laughs> bo katan also hot the bobs a lot but like it just all makes sense um i don't even know who this was <laughs> but she was cool and she was hot and she was in the end of the mandalorian i think i wait let me find it okay wait i remember okay her name was like Casca something started with a k uh i believe you thank you okay i like her helmet it's got some purple I like her helmet too, Cameron. Crazy. I also like her helmet. Uh, yeah, so Mandalorian season two ending was truly a great time in my life. Um, lots of girl bosses in every sense of the word. And overall, I think it really added to the uh, flavor of Star Wars. Finally, part two, subsection C, Finpo. The big uh, one. Yeah, yeah. The white whale. <laughs> the white whale. I also gave it a, an equally fitting nickname. Oh. <laughs> a nautical themed nickname. Um, awesome. Okay, so personally, I think Finpo did more for the sequel trilogy than Harrison Ford coming back. Sue me again. When did he like, do you mean come back like for sequels? Yeah. When he did... came... Yes. Okay, yeah, that was kind of anticlimactic because of the whole um, die sadly thing. Because the whole death thing. I thought I thought you meant like if he left, but I thought maybe there was like a dispute between like four and five, and I was like, <laughs> eh, that's pretty big if that happened. But but yeah, I would I'll, I would give you that. It's it's pretty lofty, but I'm I'm gonna make that claim. Um, the pairing had more chemistry than Raylo, Finn Rose, Finn Ray. Literally, I think the only thing that topped it was Han and Leia in the whole series. Okay, I think that makes sense. 
Um, yeah, personally, I'm not into the Padme Anakin thing. I just never got that. The vibes never really made sense to me. Mm. But the Han and Leia do, so I'm not biased. It's not a, it's not a straight <laughs> bias thing. It's just the Padme Anakin thing did not vibe with me. I think what ruins the Padme Anakin thing for me is the like two hours of floating apples. Yeah. In episode two, like, yeah. that really grinded my gears. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> It's just, Anakin's just not a likable character. They're good in um, Clone Wars cartoon. Okay. They're much, I think they they do the characters a lot better in that, I think. Although they don't interact a ton, but when they do. They do better when they're not speaking to you. <laughs> well, like, when they do, it, yeah, it's yeah. better. Yeah. From what I've seen of the clone, and I've seen, like, bits and pieces of other, like, of, like, clips where they're interacting from the Clone Wars, and I do, I get what you're saying. It makes, it feels like an actual relationship. Yeah. And not, like, Jet Lucas wrote the script, which (laughs) is my conspiracy. Jet Lucas. (laughs) Jet Lucas wrote that script. Um, Now a countdown of the top Finpo moments that made me want to (laughs) So, part two, subsection B, sector one, The Force Awakens. (laughs) Uh, Poe giving Finn his name, um, the meaning of Poe whisking Finn away from the First Order and everything it stands for, while giving him like his first little taste of having a unique identity, I think is very poetic. Pun? Pun? Po- poetic? Oh, pun of the day, Cameron. You- I'm gonna, great job. Um, great job. I, I agree. That's a good moment. You got me on there. Poetic. Uh, keep it it suits you that line um this is flirting this is how i would flirt with another woman this i i don't know what else to say that feels very much like a flirting line and then he like is that like the jacket yes he says okay yeah that's he bites flirtatious it's a lot it's very flirtatious um and then the little look that they give to each other right before finn leaves for star killer base I couldn't like put a GIF into the presentation, so I'm just gonna humbly share my screen to uh, that. Please hold. Almost there. I put animations on it. <laughs> I did put animations in it, so I was able to. I forgot that you have to put animations to like get one thing to pop up at a time. It required a lot of effort on my part. GIF. Hold. Almost there. Do, do. Is this it? No, it's the hug. That's the wrong one. So this is what I was talking about. That right there, Cameron. That look. What? what I don't see anything. Do you see? Oh shit! Do you not see it? Let's see. I see PowerPoint. You see? Do you see my Safari screen? Nah, I see your mouse. How does that work? Wait. Are you sharing like the PowerPoint window specifically? Yes. How do uh, I... Okay, wait, I'll stop share. And then I'll yeah. share the screen. And then I'll pick that. Okay, share. This, this is what I'm talking about. That oh, yeah. cinematography of that looks That's important. It's very important. Thank you for acknowledging that it's important because it is. It's like... I don't know. It's like it can be like I kind of see it more as like a a football butt tap, but the way he looks at him would be like like I think it's still the initial action is like a little football butt tap, but then like if you did that on the football field and he like stared longingly as yeah. you ran away, that would mean something. It's the staring long. It all just <laughs> staring longingly. There's anything <laughs> this all is about it's staring longingly staring Um, longingly is the key that's the key okay part two subsection b sector two the last jedi i'm not gonna lie this one doesn't have a lot in it but i'll be damned before i let that stop me from reading too much into things reading too much into things is my middle name okay (laughs) uh poe waiting while finn is in a coma uh, this isn't explicitly confirmed, but it is heavily implied that Poe was like watching over Finn the whole time he was in a coma. Very much a big romantic trope. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. That was the vibes I got. There was an article too that the person who wrote it said the same thing. So I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Next, one sided rose kiss. 
Kelly Marie Tran is gorgeous. Uh, you're telling me a straight guy wasn't into that? Absolute lies. At the end, when she kisses Finn, very much one-sided. I think mm. that means something. Okay. Just sure. So. Thank you. Um, now we get to part two, subsection B, sector three, the rise of Skywalker, a.k.a. the big kahuna, <laughs> a.k.a. the great white whale. Okay. Uh, Poe is on the jealousy train. Toot toot. Um, when our three heroes are falling into the sand pit, Finn has a secret he wants to tell Rey. Uh, throughout the rest of the movie, Poe seems increasingly annoyed and frustrated by this. Plays mm-hmm. off very much like jealousy. Okay. And I know, I think in the movie, we're all supposed to think that Finn wants, is trying to tell Ray that he loves her. Like he's like, com- like a love confession. But JJ said that it was supposed to be, um, what's it called? He was going to tell her that he's like force sensitive. Yeah, that makes sense. Which feels like backtracking. I feel like he was trying to not, I don't know what, that was a weird situation because it does not come off that way. And there was no payoff afterwards of being like, mm-hmm. no, I was going to tell you I have the force. Like, you do get that moment at the end of it where he's like, he senses that she is hurt. Yeah. But it's not big enough for it to be like, I don't know. That was weird. The point is we're led to believe that Finn is going to tell Ray he loves her. Poe very much seems jealous by that. And I think that's important. Sure. Thank you. Uh, Reactions to when the other's in danger. Uh, obviously, we would all get upset if we saw our friend get shot or thought they were going to take to sacrifice. Understatement. Where <laughs> <laughs> they're going to go sacrifice themselves. Uh, but that sweet, sweet desperation is seen on display by both Finn and Poe, and it makes it seem all the little more intense. Um, of course, we're talking about when Poe gets shot on the, on the, not the plane, that's not what they're called, it's the ship, the first order ship. And then at the end, when Poe's like trying to go save Finn, when he's like about to like take out the cannons, I don't know what's going on, but there's a lot. And it feels, again, this article did confirm that I'm not crazy that this was a thing people picked up on. Everything's fine. Uh, Co-generals, the lesson that Finn and Poe learned in this movie is that the two of them are better together, which is precious. Mm. I think it's precious. Finally, your hug at the end. I'm 99% sure that Oscar, Isaac, and John Boyega have both said that they explicitly played that scene at the end as romantic. So do with that what you will. Personally, I will latch on to it emotionally rather than face my own feelings about real people. So that's is, what I'm doing. Is this one of those things where like you can't, even though it's only a 1% chance in your mind, you can't afford to double check that because it will break you if it's <laughs> untrue? It's all I have, so. Okay. <laughs> okay. We just oh, won't look that up. I believe it. That sounds believable to me. And they're both very supportive of this too. Like Oscar Isaac definitely has been on record saying like he played it as a romance, which I think was a joke, but also I don't know if it was a joke. And then that was more Force Awakens. And then once you got to Rise of Skywalker, he was like blatantly like speaking out against Disney, saying like we should have made this a romantic relationship, but Disney wasn't ready. So nice credit to oscar here okay yeah in that case i think the 99 percent is fair uh part three quote disney promises lgbt commitment and other lies <laughs> uh representation in star wars uh following is a list of confirmed lgbtq characters in star wars that are notable uh none of this they're only in the video games foolishness oh. i will not deal with that nonsense because i looked I it up gotten far enough in the video game to dispute you yet but i'm sure johnny would have something for you the thing is there's a lot of it in the video game shockingly like the video game it's kind of weird because like the demographic just doesn't i don't know it's kind of weird because you can absolutely uh it it gives disney the opportunity to say no we have it in star wars but they put it yeah content that is the least in the public eye yeah but like also i think not that I think that people who play Star Wars video games are liable to to have negative to be homophobic, but I do think that it's more like you're taking the subset of your of your uh, population, you're yeah, dem- of your like demographic that is probably like majority male and plays video games, and the a lot 
if you break down society into males that play video games based on what I based on <laughs> anecdotal experience, you're going to find more <laughs> uh, phobia Incredible. Yeah. than in many other at a higher clip than in many other places. You're not- so I just I just find it in- interesting. I think your point also makes sense where they're like, see, we have it and nobody needs to know. Yes, 100%. Pamphlet. But I also just find it funny that it's like, like I just, I just picture someone playing it that's like, just like some what? Star Wars fan boomer with some, <laughs> some negative harboring some negative feeling and he just like shuts the game off and he's like in my star wars video game <laughs> anyways anyways yeah disney did reynolds pamphlet uh representation so that's cool um okay uh donald glover's lando calrissian i'm fairly certain was confirmed to be pansexual by donald I w- yeah that's what i was gonna say and then i switched to robosexual because i realized the reason i was thinking pan was because of the robot but I think Pan makes sense anyways, because of his, as you said, he exudes sexual yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Admiral Holdo is uh, confirmed in the novel if he's sexual. There's a line where she's like, I like it all. Like, so that's pretty cool. With the purple hair. Purple hair, yes, purple hair. Okay. That abomination. It's fine if she likes more than one gender, but God forbid she has purple hair. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, the two lesbians at the end of Rise of Skywalker, which was... I cool. thought this was going to be the whole list, and I thought that was going to be, like, your... The punchline? <laughs> yeah, your mic drop moment. But, yeah, cool, I guess. Cool, I guess. Um, it's just Disney... I don't know if you've seen all these memes now. Um, did that Did that air in China? I don't have did, the answer to that. Okay. I know there's, like, a lot of things in movies that... I, I don't know if that's one of the things... I know it's mostly violence in China, but... There's a lot of stuff in movies where they'll just edit it for China and I could totally I feel like that's something in my brain somewhere is like hearing a reaction to like people finding out that the movie was different in China and they just didn't have that moment. And I found that like ah uh, perfect. The way they did it too, I I think it was like cut in a way to where you could easily remove that scene. Like for sure, yeah. Frame. Um, but I don't know if you've been seeing these memes around now. It's not even a meme, it's just like a true statement of disney keeps releasing headlines that are like this is the first gay character in a disney movie so it was lafu and beauty and the beast was the first gay character in a disney movie and then it was like some background lesbians in like a pixar movie and then it was in this new jungle cruise movie the frozen couple the frozen cup yes it like there's like a solid five instances of where disney's been like this is the first anthony russo in avengers endgame in the therapy scene we're like this is the first gay character in a marvel movie and it's a guy in a therapy scene for two seconds anthony russo the director it was the director's camp in endgame when they're at the therapy the group therapy scene that captain america's in oh and he's like he he mentioned like was he the one who mentioned dating or something yes yeah that was like a whole thing disney's done like 20 times i think the lesbian that's great yeah which it's great that they're including them but you can't keep getting the yeah <laughs> first like woo! like there uh did you hear about the nfl player that came out I did. Like, yesterday yeah. no, that was a good that was a pretty big deal there was like i was confused though because every headline said like first active nfl player to come out and there was like a player who came out after getting drafted and then i don't think he ended up starting for the team and i i think like i think I think he ended up, or I know, I know this person was in the NFL at some point, but I think he was had just been drafted, and I don't think he was like cut as a direct result of coming out, but I do think he like had a lot of complaints to lodge against like locker room situations that happened. Yeah, but, but I was just like first active NFL player, I was like hmm, sucks to be. I believe it was Michael Sam who's like the first inactive NFL player to come out. Yeah, right. I just found that headline intro. Like, I think that's sort of similar, but but the yeah. NFL will probably only get one of those because this has been a pretty big deal this week. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, think they can pull it off again with first active as the headline. I don't know. They gotta eventually just make it a normal thing now. Yeah. Second yeah. will be important though. Second will be just as important. It'll be great. Uh, 
Mark Hamill says Luke Skywalker is whatever you want him to be. I know there's a lot of people who are like, like they'll just people just project and be like Luke Skywalker. I like, think that's a good idea because he's like the main character and he's kind of like, uh, I don't know. He's he's not so strongly like in any direction. I know you. I know you call him Space Twink pretty <laughs> pretty confidently, but he. I there's like nothing to. He's a blank kid. He doesn't really fit into any box. Yeah. He's like, yeah, like what you were saying, I guess. So it's pretty, he's a pretty good character for Mark Hamill to say that. Yeah. No, I think that's very good. I think a lot of movies have that too. Like Harry Potter, I would kind of like the main, like Harry Potter, the character kind of fits that. Uh-huh. A little bit more like torque, I guess, of like having a personality. But yeah. Just in general, like having like character traits, whereas Luke Skywalker is just like the everyman, like, a little different so i thought that was pretty cool that he said that yeah uh, let's see pretty sure there's two non-binary characters in bad batch like of the five in the bad batch no it was like they're like or, yes, the... or they were in the clone uh, something i'm i mean probably i can tell you in two minutes let me just look okay at yeah i couldn't i can't remember off the top of my head but that would track in my mind that see, I feel like that's the issue though, is that it wasn't like a standout. Like, oh, these were clearly two non. Yeah. Let me see. So, same energy as those two lesbians at yeah. the end of Rise of Skywalker. Parentheses, yeah. cool, I guess. Cool, I guess. Um, quoting the PowerPoint for the record. <laughs> Just uh, on the record. Okay. Yep. The characters, I think Trace and Rafa. I think they're they're something. Maybe. Oh yeah, that's Clone Wars season oh, seven. Okay. Um, it's definitely supposed to be something. I don't know. I th- wait, I think it's Clone Wars season seven. Let, let me look it up. Guest start in the Bad Batch. Spoiler alert. Uh, okay, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm mixed up then. I mean, they have vibes, so that's cool. Um, yeah. No, notice how there's complete lack of trans characters on here. So we got to get on that Disney. Oh, okay. So they come back in the Bad Batch. I've, I haven't caught up on the Bad Batch in a while. Me neither. But yeah, they, they were also in season seven, but I think they're probably a, a older in Bad Batch, so maybe something, Got it. maybe they developed that more. We're so, great podcasters. Yeah. I haven't caught up on that show in months. Yeah, there's a couple of big like characters they brought back that make me want to watch it, but I've just been watching Shit's Creek, and then I stopped to watch Invincible. Nice. And I've been watching Loki as it comes out, and then Bad Batch is taking the back seat for now. For a new episode tomorrow. Nice. Nice. Uh, he walked through the portal thing. Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, conclusion: uh, Star Wars has a long way to go in terms of representing LGBTQ people, but the influence of queer culture and the fans have clearly made an impact on the franchise. Um, hopefully, when they reboot this series for the twentieth time. There will be more diversity in the characters and we won't be limited to a fleeting kiss being passed off as this big moment for representation. (laughs) Uh, For now, we'll do what we've always done, which is look just under the surface of the narrative into those little Easter eggs laid just for us to find the characters and stories that reflect our world. Hashtag Candlebina Carano, hashtag (laughs) Uncanceful Caradune. The end. All right. That's my stand. Just recast her as the most buff, jacked woman you can find, and I'll be happy. So, so keep Cara Dune in the Mandalorian with a actor change. Yeah, maybe I maybe go like a Doctor Who route and be like Cara Dune. Cara Dune was a Time Lord and exactly. has been reborn as a very similar woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She regenerates, but only as. Like how the time how a doctor only regenerates is like white British men. She'll only regenerate is like mm-hmm. beautiful buff women. Yeah, isn't yeah. it a woman now for like the first? Yes, oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, been a woman. That that was my first Twitter controversy. First and only Twitter controversy I've ever gotten into was because of that. Dang, so I you got were it. you were against having a woman <laughs> doctor. I'm guessing. Yeah. I was very much t- attached to the purity of the show. Yeah, <laughs> the character. Uh, no, got some real mean. Um, I posted like that. I was excited to see a female doctor. Got some real mean uh, tweets under that. Dang, that's rough. 
It was a little rough, but uh, it's okay. Like people you know, or was it people who are just like looking at the trending? Just random awful people on the internet. Okay. Yeah. I saw, I, I saved this like meme that I saw the other day and it was like, hi, my name is first name, bunch of numbers, and I have some really shitty opinions because <laughs> the people with the worst opinions are always just. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. The, um yeah um thank you for indulging me in the in the gay space <laughs> that, was, that was fun thank you i'll talk about friends okay <laughs> um the show which, or my personal friend <laughs> no the show okay. uh me- remember when was it joey and ross took a nap together by accident and then they it was the best nap they'd had so they kept doing it yes great moment first first gay moment on friends part one <laughs> part two did you know they actually were gonna make chandler gay and then nbc scrapped it last minute dang i know they saw they said in the in the reunion they like they do it in front of a live audience and sometimes they let their reaction like shape the script and they had written chandler and monica sleeping together in london as like a one and done thing it was just like a funny plot line and the and the crowd like hollered for like five straight minutes after the reveal and so they like got together and it, it was the season finale so they spent like the next year like considering it and then they committed to like chandler and monica that's pretty yeah, i thought that was cool that's pr- that's wow i did not realize that's how that went down that's pretty great Hey, any theories? Uh, okay, unclear. Any uh, theories on what's going to happen on tomorrow's Loki? You play- um, he went through the portal, which seemed seemed important. Um, I have no idea what was on the other side of that portal. The multiverse is happening. How many episodes is the show? Six. I think we're getting the first. Uh, Owen Wilson, wow. Tomorrow. Nice. I think that'll be a pretty big moment. Yes. I have no idea what to expect, though. I'm so confused. Someone hit me today with a theory of that, that Owen Wilson's character is either a clone or, like, a regenerating person. Like when one Mobius dies, another one comes to life. Like he doesn't remember the ring. Like you know when he's like putting the drink down on the table, and there's like the little coaster rings. And oh. That he's like I don't remember doing that. Oh my gosh. That or somebody else told me he's actually a Loki variant, which I don't believe. But that would be so funny. That would be really good. Um, but I dig it. I just like the vibes of the whole show. It's very weird. It feels yeah. very weird like yeah i like it it goes by fast which is good the show moves quickly yeah that is that's like my marker for like entertainment is like am i am i checking how much time is left because i don't want it to end or because i want to get through it and get on to the next Fair like, thing yeah, yeah. Nice beautiful <sighs> bo burnham inside is on spotify now i think i've like I mentioned that, or at least sent you enough lyrics to get the point across. So I love the song. That's getting popular on TikTok right now too. I know. I saw one and it was this guy who like it was his town and I guess it got hit by a tornado. Yeah, I saw that one. Delivering. Yeah. I had never thought about that situation before, but I guess like you just you just go on your route if you can. They're probably like, gee, thanks for the blender. My house burned down. Wish I had a home. <laughs> it's like not. <laughs> it's usually- just like they didn't. Obviously, they're not going to cancel the delivery, but they're just like, man. I did not really care to receive a blender today. Incredible. So good. I still haven't watched that whole thing. I, was, I think I started it the other day and then I didn't finish it. Seems pretty soft. I've never seen any Bo Burnham special now that I think about it. 
thing. Or two are pretty good, but the third one is better for uh, in terms of uh, not being a a jerk. What? <laughs> oh, is like the first two are like very cynical. The the quarantine one is like more empathetic, probably. But his songs are all really good. It's just. Just less dark comedy, I guess, in the newest one. Right. Still dark, but less like, like the most controversy. Dark. It looked very, it looks like it would be the most dark one, so that's very interesting. They're very like brooding, but they're not like controversial, like his older stuff is meant to be controversial. Got it. Interesting. The White yeah. Instagram song has made me laugh. Yeah. Have you heard the whole thing? No, I only see it on TikTok. Oh, there's a part of it that I'm curious. I still haven't figured out like what it means, but it just like zooms out and it's like this really long like I can't tell if he's reading a post or if he's like switching to real life, but I would watch the video. Let me know what you think of the Is it lyrics or is it like the visual? The but both, but it's like he's he switches from all like the random white women stuff and it's like a f- f- describing a post that's like a picture of her mom and then like a really long monologue of like very sad oh i'm like a re- letter to her mom oh i'm reading about this is so sad and it's like yeah oh this, yeah this is different okay yeah and it's just so unexpected and it's hard to tell if he's talking about I think I think he means for it to mean a, like a couple things but it's hard to tell if he's talking about like like if he's purely saying like don't judge people so much for their Instagram content I think he's also kind of pointing out how like odd it sometimes is that you go from like latte that very deeply personal post goat cheese I think is the order so i think he i don't know the more i watch it the more like he must mean all of the above but it's hard to tell that's cr- that guy's got a hell of a lot going on in his head to say the least yeah there's a <laughs> there's a part where he's just like just like between songs he's just like does a normal like little like recap of the song and on to the next one and like seems really enthusiastic and he's just holding a giant knife and like doesn't address it at all and it's one of the funnier parts to me because it's just so unsettling that's i think i started watching it and it felt a little unsettling and i was like I it's like definitely that. like oh. yeah it's kind of dark and i was like i don't like this definitely like sticks like it's just very or claustrophobic is the word i saw and it's very like claustrophobic. He's just in a room, and like you can't tell what's serious and what's like satire. It's good though. Yeah. And there, one of my favorite parts is like he's a a skit where he's like a brand ambassador, and he's like, the question is no longer, would you like to, would you like to buy wheat thins? It's will you stand with wheat thins in the fight against <laughs> Lyme disease? <laughs> it's just about how corporate like brands are like tying themselves to everything and they don't necessarily mean it thanks for listening to Qui-Gon's corner everyone follow us on twitter at Qui-Gon pod uh cameron you got anything Woo! we did the gay space bender we did it a year in the making uh happy pride month great powerpoint great powerpoint from me you're welcome Um, happy birthday mom happy birthday miss charlotte All right. Bye-bye.